Wow, we're live again. Jen, it feels like it's been a while since we've done this. It has been a couple weeks. I was going to say you're short on your graphics, but here they come. They're they're coming. Um, All right. So, (laughs) welcome, everyone. Oh, boy. (laughs) I I did read this morning that if you blow on your cup of wine, people will still think it's coffee. I screwed up and got the invisible cup, so oh, you see what mistake. I got. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so welcome everyone to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. With me pretty much, as always, is our marketing director, Jen Weybor. Good, Good morning, morning, Jen. Good morning. It's morning it is, where oh we God, are. It is, it is Monday morning. It's Monday morning, <laughs> and it's still Monday morning where our guest is That's as right. well. It's not, uh, again, all that common that we have local real estate agents on the podcast, but we do have a special place in our heart for our guest this week, Mike Bruce. Welcome back, Mike. Good morning. How's it going? Uh, it's it, Again, it feels like a Monday morning, Jen will tell great you. To be, great to be back on here. Thanks for the invite. Now we're glad to have you. You kind of become a regular fixture with us. We see you at roundtable events and we've, uh, well, we follow you uh, social. um, And obviously after talking about social media day and Jen, I'm sure you'll circle back to that. um, Yeah, we really only care about the baby. That's right. You are you are a second class citizen now. You're a a persona. I'm Jackson's dad now. You you are. Well, Jackson's chauffeur. Jackson's ATM. (laughs) Probably some of Jackson's diaper changer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm contributing. Oh man, this kid has it all. All right, so if any of you are looking to be adopted, Mike's a good, good resource for you to know. So, Still. Mike, let's, let's talk about you. We, we can talk about Jackson all the live long day, and maybe Jen will even find a photo and post it into some of the comments so that our audience that's uh, catching the video cast rather than the podcast knows what a cute little guy he is. He's about a year old. He is eight months. Eight that's months. a photo of him with uh, blueberries all over his face, just in a mohawk. Cool. But uh, yeah, <laughs> blueberry mohawk. Oh, Jackson. that's adorable. That is fun with him. He's a great Good. kid. Anyway, we're here about real estate. Well, we were saying. Well, we're not here time... about real estate. We're here about you. <laughs> last time he was on the show, he wasn't a dad yet. Yeah, life is changing. I'm trying to figure out a new demographic of people to talk to. Isn't that Parents. crazy? Wow. He was not a parent last time he you, was on the show. You have new tribes. That's I'm I'm working on that. With yeah. COVID, it makes it a little bit harder to get groups together. But I think it's finally coming to that point where we can get those people back. So okay. I'm excited. Well, young parents. Um, although I shouldn't say young. I was 40 when Asher was born. I was not a young parent. I should say new parents. I'm creeping on 42. So we'll let's just leave young. All there. right. All right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. New parents would be a great new tribe. Um, And I do remember that um, when Asher was Jackson's age, we had the kitty, the indoor kitty playgrounds, the gymnastics, all of that kind of stuff. So obviously there's a lot of other parents there. A lot of other people who either own real estate, want to, or know people who do. Right. right. Clients, leads, and advocates. That's how we focus all of this. Um, But yeah, give us a snapshot of what your business now looks like since we've last had you on the show i mean the format of the show has probably changed because we do that on a pretty regular basis (laughs) but yeah tell Uh, us what's new with mike bruce yeah honestly it's the it's a rinse lather repeat of last year and the year before it's all about database 
Um, there's nothing new there. However, just our modes and our methods of how we're connecting with people is trying to change. I'm just trying to make it a little bit more fun and entertaining to hang out with us. Um, I learned quickly that I do my best work when I'm face to face, belly to belly to belly with somebody. So Makes just coming sense. up with cool ideas of what it's going to take to get people in front of me. Um, so we're, we're hosting events, throwing parties. Um, a lot of them are just basic things. Like last month we did board game day and invited 250 people. Only about 15 showed up. However, it was the perfect crew for board games and we just got to sit there and talk uh real estate tends to be on the background of people's minds and they'll let me know when they're ready to talk real estate uh but just putting it out there telling people what i'm up to um that's it i mean it's not it, there's nothing fancy there's nothing special about the way i'm doing the business it's just making sure i'm consistent and uh putting it out there did uh, you make some play monopoly because I got news for all of you out there. Don't don't fuck with the mortgage guy. When don't if if I ask you to play Monopoly, I I would probably say no if I were you. But my my wife someone and did kids say haven't a, figured that out. Someone said there's a rich dad poor dad game. I got to get involved in. It's mm. everyone wants to get rentals after that. So I gotta I gotta find that one somewhere. <laughs> that's hilarious. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's the Although, biggest conversation I'm having with people is either how do I leverage my current property to purchase another property without selling it. If I can keep the property and use it as a rental, I'm going to do whatever I can to do so. And so that's a big conversation we're having and, and sending things back to a lender to say, can we do a HELOC? Can they do a different sure. loan on this other property to make sure that they can have a, a second property use as a rental? Can we leverage that? Um, and if not, can we sell the property and get you a whole lot of money and then hopefully get you under contract on a different property without uh, <laughs> spending the bank on it? Ooh. All tough challenges these days. Um, but I do think it certainly brings up a valuable point. Um, I, I, I think that there's a bit of a misnomer as to what's going on in the real estate market right now. Um, I think we're all a little distracted. Um, the market is Looney Tunes. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's forcing us to all be creative and uh, change our thought processes, so on and so forth. But I, I don't even know how to put this and our audience, this isn't for our audience because they all know this, but for our audience's perspective, if you're not educating every Tom, Dick and Henry, every client lead and advocate, everybody you come across as to this stuff right now, please do. Um, but the bottom line is that if you have people that are interested in owning real estate today or interested in owning more real estate today, whatever the case may be, they've got to do it now. You've got to do it. Now, if we continue down this trend, um, well, owning a home is going to be a luxury item. The average single family home doubling every 10 years is insane. And it looks like that timeline is going to be shorter right now. That puts our average home price in the Denver metro area well in excess of a million dollars. We're at about 600000 for the average, average single family home now. And lending doesn't keep up. So people are going to be looking at jumbo lending. People are going to need an enormous amount of cash. They're going to need an enormous amount of income. And you won't have to have all that if you owned a piece of real estate today. If you bought that $600,000 house today, and in a decade it had $600,000 in equity, you're in a prime position to do things like make moves up. 
buy more real estate, so on and so forth. But if you don't own real estate today and you want to, you need to get on the stick because depending on who you are, that window is closing. You may never own a piece of real estate if you don't move on it soon. That's the and same think, thing we're telling everybody. If you I don't, think that's a piece of now. the puzzle that everybody's missing right now. Please educate every single potential buyer, owner, borrower, uh, insured, whatever fi uh, financial planning client, whatever line of work you're in, please make sure that your entire audience, your entire client database, your entire circle sphere, however you want to describe it, knows that if you want to own real estate or own more real estate ever, you need to get on the stick. You got to start working on it today. And the hard part, I've, the hard conversation I've been having with some of our clients is those that just own their one property. It, the market isn't affect. It's not helping people. If I have to sell my house and buy at the same time, no matter where I'm going, I have to probably put whatever I'm getting. So if I'm getting forty thousand over asking price on the house that I'm selling, more likely than not, I'm gonna have to put forty thousand dollars down on the next home. So my equity is becoming a wash, or I potentially oh, sure. might even be losing equity on the. Oh home yeah, if, if you're market, buying and selling for sure. Yeah, this market's really only helping the investor who's by letting the the market determine how their their rental is doing or whatnot. But yeah, you have to be in the equity game. You have to own your own property in order to be able to have something in the future. Because right now, the way our rentals are going, rent is through the roof with very little chance of it going down in the near future. Oh, there the are developers we... building rentals. Yeah. We're building whole developments to be rentals. It's, it's insane. We just uh, sold a property at $900,000 for somebody who's going to be scraping it and building a property on top of it. Just spending $900,000 for a piece for of dirt. For the land. And then they have to scrape it first. I mean, it's, there's a lot of people coming into this game with a lot of money. And for somebody who then wants to turn around and make this a primary residence, for them to be competing with somebody who's willing to put an extra $100,000 in cash towards that property, it's, it's a very competitive time. And it's a, it's a tough time if you're only able to put 3.5% down. Oh, brutal. It's still possible. It's but possible. it's one of those, con those conversations. It's like, yes, you can qualify for a loan, but you may not be able to qualify for the house. You've got to... Yeah. You've got to risk it all in order to get it and is this the top of our market ah. <laughs> i don't think so but it's, it's still it's still a question we have to ask what if something catastrophic so, happens yeah even still people need a place to live and we've tried catastrophe we tried a fucking plague it didn't, it didn't work, work. Right? right we may very well be trying a world war and i don't think that that's gonna work either um, yeah, the bottom line, well, if we look at the reports from earlier in the year, we expect the major metropolitan areas to gain 20% this year. This year. That's insane. That makes it 50% plus over a three-year period. That's Looney Tunes. And if we look at the stats of where builders are building versus where they had in previous years, it's the city bitty little fraction. If we look at available inventory in major metropolitan areas, it's less than 1% of what would be considered a healthy inventory. So, yeah, agreed. But even if I'm that guy who's willing to throw an extra hundred grand into it to get it, if it's now a million dollar cost and with your client buying a piece of land, we know the cost to build is going to be high. Hell, he bought debt for 900000 because he's still going <laughs> to scrape the damn thing. Right. So if he's going to 
let's call it one five all in for a property that's going to be worth two mil when he's done, but he's still going to gain that 20% this year. Mm-hmm. It's worth every penny. So that's funny. You mentioned that because we've had a couple of buyers who in the last year really wanted to go in on a new build. And a lot of these builders are now saying they're coming. It's kind of like a, a video game where you can pre-order, get on the wait list, mm-hmm. and they'll put on there starting at 350, you know, whatever it may be. Right. And then a year from now, like you just said, going up 20%, when they go to release those properties, it's no longer 350. It's starting at 450, whatever it may be. So these starting. poor buyers ha- that have been waiting for an entire year have now missed an entire year of shopping because a builder kept them on the hook for a little bit. And now all of a sudden they don't qualify for it. Okay. I am not letting this episode of this podcast Sorry. spin out to you and me standing on soapboxes yes, about how no. screwed up the builders are. <laughs> no, sitting on the because, builder realty council and all oh, we could go on forever. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah, don't don't. <clears throat> Next, we're going to start talking about what a scam the appraisal process is. And now <laughs> this podcast has turned into six hours. Sorry, Jen. I know you had other things to do. <laughs> I'll just mute myself, yeah, turn off that. my camera, and okay, go for so a walk. <laughs> let's let's shift this to where it's more appealing to our particular audience, right? Loan originators, real estate agents. Let's really drill it down. What are we doing versus what we should be doing when it's this crazy? Now, Mike, we're we watch you closely. We watch Jackson too. Don't get that wrong. I do. Well, we but watch we Jackson. Do. And we pay we a little bit of attention to what crap. Mike's yeah. doing. <laughs> Mike, you're getting offers accepted. Left and right. What are we doing? What do the other agents listening to our podcast need to be doing? Leverage. Okay. I found somebody that's better at the buyer process than I am. Um, I am I am a fantastic rainmaker. I can bring in the business left and right. I don't have the time to be in my car 24-7 showing homes. So what am I doing? I've leveraged showings to somebody else to allow me the ability to make those phone calls to the other agent to uh, to negotiate on my part. So I've just gotten really good at what I'm, what I'm focused on. Um, my job right now is to um, just bring in more clients. But what are we doing to get those specific offers accepted? Yeah. It's calling the agent and and making rapport before submitting an offer. Ah, so I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten an, uh, an offer on a listing where the agent doesn't even bother calling me or texting me. I have no idea it's coming. And then I get it and it's not even close to what, I, what my clients wanted. So we'll call the agent, ask specific questions. What exactly what does the do seller they want? want? What's their time? Are they moving out? Uh, you know, uh, are they under contract on something else? Do they need a post-closing occupancy? Um, we're really, I don't want to say sending the, the other seller a blank copy of the contract, but it's virtually that. It's just, I call the other agent and say, how do you want me to fill this out? What's going to be the most ideal what for What do they you? want? Yeah, then I go back to my client and go, And we'll okay, offer them what they want. Yeah, I tell my buyer, this is what they want. Can we make that work? And if they can, great. The ah, biggest so thing that- A little bit of yeah. due diligence- Oh yeah, there's a no way of I'm... establishing a relationship, building a rapport. So all the things we actually should be doing anyway are things we should be doing more of in this market to get offers accepted. Totally. Mm. And I'm not going to say we're going to win them all because sometimes I'll I'll get that call just saying just so you know we're a hundred thousand over asking price. But at least I got that answer before I spent a half an hour writing up the offer and going through all of that work. 
because now I can turn around to tell my client, all right, property number one is in it. Do you want to go with property number two? Um, just so that we're not wasting our time submitting one of 15 offers on a property when my clients can't afford to go 20, 50, 100,000 over asking price. It's just making sure that they're spending their time appropriately. Okay. Talk to us about sellers. Um, I know it's just the tips. We've made a monumental shift with our real estate agent coaching clients where we really want to help them generate leads on the sales side more than on the buy side. We don't have a shortage of buyers. No. There's a, there's a handful of them out there. For those of you listening, go outside, go knock on your neighbor's door. Do you know somebody wants to buy a house? The resounding answer is going to be yes. And hopefully that kind of goes back to what we first talked about. If you are interested in buying real estate now or ever, do it now. Um, so we obviously want to help our clients generate seller, generate seller leads, generate those opportunities for a number of reasons. One, you, you put a house on the market today, it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a 97% chance of sell. Um, people pay $900,000 for a piece of dirt, Mike. I mean, right. Everything's going to sell. <laughs> it's like trying to sell a car. No problem. Right. Not going to have any problems selling a car today. We're, we're going to get right on that. Um, so what should we be looking at in that shift? Is it our normal MO? Are we doing our normal contact management? Are we normally working our circle? What would you recommend to these agents that are pulling their hair out? And for those of you listening, you know, coast to coast, let's give you a kind of a, you know, framework. We've got roughly 25,000 real estate agents in the Denver metro area, and we've got roughly 1,000 listings. So the math doesn't quite jive. How do I become the agent with one, at least one or more of those listings? Or in Orlando or Miami or Seattle or Santa Fe, it does not matter. What should I be doing differently than I'm not doing now? You hit the nail on the head. And right now, the only way to guarantee a commission check for a real estate agent is to have the listing. And so what we're doing is focusing heavily on our database. The amount of people that we know that already own a property, uh, every agent that's working for me at the moment is born and raised in Colorado. So everyone we know and their parents have real uh, real estate, at least the majority of them. Um, So just trying to keep in touch with everyone is our hardest thing, the most challenging aspect is just making sure that we're top of mind with all of them. Um, so it's maintaining the our 33 touch of marketing events and all of that. Um, a huge piece of our business at the moment has been referrals from other agents out of state. We've been going to a lot of different networking events through Keller Williams and such, but uh, I'm a part of a BNI group. Uh, business networking. And we've got an agent who set up a networking group on a Facebook page, connecting us with all of these agents that are also in a networking group. We get together once a quarter and we just sit there and talk about how are you getting offers accepted? How are you getting listings? Whatever it may be. And just being able to get on those types of calls with other agents, I'm now top of mind with somebody who's in Miami who then can send business to me or San Diego or wherever it may be. So now I've got a network of people in my own database of Denver area, the people who are here, but also other people who may be moving to Denver can give me a call when they've got somebody that is either moving there or moving back, wherever it may be. But I mean, it all comes back to top of mind and just getting out there and meeting people because you're not going to get anywhere in this business if you don't meet new people every day. 
I think that's certainly important. That probably falls right along the lines of making sure you're not the smartest person in the room at any given moment. Oh, yeah. I'm that's great at that, that, not being the smartest person. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't take a big room. All right. <laughs> you and Jackson chilling alone on a Friday night. Still not the smartest person that's in the room. Right. Got it. Okay. Um, so I just want to go back a little bit. And I don't want to hash it out a lot because I know it's not positive and i certainly want to focus on what we can be doing not on the shit we can't control um but you had said something about you know the only way to guarantee a commission there's some crazy shit in that co-op space right now isn't there yeah it's um it's crazy what's happening and it's coming from the builder side but it's also well i think the builders opened up a potential gap in the desperation of some of these real estate agents where hmm. they're telling us we don't have the money or the supply or the manpower, whatever it may be to pay you a full commission. So we're just going to pay you less. And then real estate agents are picking up on the same thing or sellers where a seller's coming in and saying, this company over here is going to sell my house for $500. I'm only going to pay you that or whatever it may be. And a lot of agents who either aren't getting enough business to survive or they don't find their own value in what they're doing, they're allowing that to happen or they're, they're accepting a $500 commission and then they'll put it on the buyer's side. The buyer's agent's only going to get paid 1% or whatever it may be. I just feel like it's then putting even more stress on the buyer because I don't work for free. I can't. And so I have to then turn around and tell my buyer, listen, this person's only going to be willing to pay me X dollars. I need you to pay me the rest of my commission. So now the buyer has to qualify for their loan, but then also a couple thousand on top of that to pay me. I mean, it's just, I feel like we're in a weird, I don't want to say spiral, but we're in a weird transition at the moment where who is paying the agent's commissions? Is it the buyer? Is it the seller? You know, if the buyer is willing to pay 40,000 over asking price, instead of writing the contract just 40,000 over maybe the, it'll be the buyers willing to pay the buyer's agent's commission and the seller looks at it you know it may look the same on uh, the balance sure sheet. the numbers are the same when it comes but, down to column A versus column yeah, B but but dang that looks appealing yep that is really interesting very creative right now it's just whatever it takes you know, and, and asking that agent when I'm making that call to the, the, the listing agent going, what is the seller's main motivation? Do they just need to go? Do they need top dollar? You know, are they just looking at not making repairs? Because we've got a lot of that, too, where the seller's feeling, I don't want to say entitled, but they're just like, I don't want to do the work. And it's a broken sewer line. It's going to cost 10 grand. Somebody else do it. And so as long as we're all on the same page when we're making offers or, or during the inspection and then making sure that the buyer has the funds after the, after closing to make sure that they can make those repairs. Cause that's a big issue. That is a big issue. Fascinating. Yeah. So here again, I think is where we're all kind of thriving on the creativity um, on, you know, really thinking outside the box of what it's going to take to help people secure property to get that home, to buy real estate. Yeah, um, and definitely I, a consultative approach. Oh, I'm, no not a, I'm not a salesman. I'm here to guide you through real estate. Whatever your goal is, I'm here to help you. Oh, and you'd have to be today. There's no yeah. question. Um, but I do think that even the ones that are doing that, and we know lots of them that are doing that, 
um, that are really good at this right now. They're being creative. They're doing things that are way outside the box that are helping their clients secure properties. But I think a lot of them are getting caught up in this where we can't see the forest through the trees and we're really not able to get a grip on what this looks like in five years, 10 years. I don't even want to think outside of 10 years because the 10 years is scary. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that there's a lot of that as well. We've got to be able to do it all. You guys have got to be able to do it all. You've got to be able to find people that want to buy and sell homes. Finding people that want to buy homes right now is not a challenge. That lead gen activity that you've always done, you got to keep doing. Okay. I do think it's also really, really important to be that guidance counselor to, you know, really make sure that the people you are working with, and this is true of all of you in finance, in real estate, so on and so forth, are going down the right path with each client. I think having that motivation, I don't want to put it quite that way, but understanding your role today is equally important. And where I think even those really great people at that, the people that are really great at that are missing is you've really got to be figuring out what this looks like for you, for them, for everybody in a decade. Yeah. Um, because God, the world moves fast. <laughs> and more importantly, if the last couple of years have taught us anything, shit is unpredictable. <laughs> we always joked um when i first got into real estate it's just like or my parents even joked about it so it's always been a thing but just making sure like if you have a kid maybe buy a house and label it jackson's college fund because in the next 18 years that house is going to appreciate to the point where that could pay for college oh sure i mean so why not put a down payment on it you know as a rental it may be a little bit more money to do so but buying something having some sort of return per year yeah. come on figure out a way to get some sort of cash flow whether it be anything just as long as you're clearing the monthly payments hoas all the other expenses that you have to do for that property as long as you can justify that it's going to appreciate itself to the point where it's going to more than it pay for itself you just got to run those numbers and that's what we're here to make sure it help people do it's it's way more than just two bedroom three bathroom it's let's get let's figure out exactly what we need to do to get you into this property are you hearing that jen sorry all of you with uh, mm -hmm. listening that we've got that weird audio going on in the background it's opened up when i was talking <laughs> <laughs> that could be it wasn't like an ethereal chant though so yeah i don't think that that was it um, but yeah, and Jen, I know we're pushing our timeline here. Um, but yeah, this is, and I'm not sure we ever actually discussed anything that we wanted to discuss with Mike because we go off on all these weird transit, uh, you know, it's been a great um, conversation. Paths. Well, we got to talk about Jackson, that's right, that's certainly a big deal, no question. Um, but yeah, Jen, in the interest of not uh running over, which we're gonna do anyway, um, and our uh. Mm, the interest we have not keeping our audience on the hook. That's not what we're here for. I've got you guys blocked. We're, You're good. We're, we're blocked. Absolutely. Actually, we did block somebody today, Jen. I, I see oh, I did because blocked. apparently we're popular enough now to get spam comments. So I blocked this. <laughs> oh, all right. How, how great yeah. it is to be that yeah. popular. I mean, I just want to hear about archery dodgeball, but uh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to hearing. Well, what the no, that was the next question month. is what are we missing? Uh, so, archery dodgeball. This, is, this is one of the fun events every month that Mike and his team want to do mm -hmm. for their clients, leads and advocates. 
Okay, Mike, what the hell is archery dodgeball? Oh, it's and one it of the does like things. one side have balls and the other have bows and arrows because oh. <laughs> getting which being picked for the right team is important here. <laughs> for those in the Denver area, it's uh, Archery Games Denver. And it's in Arvada. Um, think of it like paintball where you've got a, a large room and then it's it's broken into half. And then there's arrows with a foam tip on the sides or on the front. And so everyone runs in, grabs an arrow, runs back and then tries to shoot each other. And they've got different games or whatnot that you can go in. But uh, we get 20 to 30 people there, and we just rotate teams out. So uh, as people come in, thank you, Jen. Um, awesome, awesome thing. It's just a fun event, fun way to just give back. It's not that expensive so cool. for you know inviting just a whole bunch of people to come have fun. Okay, um, am I the only one that thought shooting arrows into those red rubber balls that we dated as kids? <laughs> I must you see, my, my image of archery dodgeball is very different. <laughs> Than what Archery Games Denver is actually putting out there. So thank you, Archery Games Denver, for that. That's right. My uh, April event, we'll see how this goes, but it's typically a uh, Rockies home opener. And mm -hmm. with the MLB, I might just have like a faux opener and just say, show up and we'll play baseball in our parking lot or something like that. Because I don't want to give up an awesome event where we're tailgating and just having fun in our Killer Wims parking lot downtown. Uh, maybe we'll just have to come up with our own sort of game to uh, entice people to still come down and <laughs> enjoy the downtown life. Very yeah. Cool. yeah, I guess our uh, opening day tickets are no good anymore. Uh, we'll see if we ever have or when will be an actual Rockies opening day or MLB opening day. Um, yeah, thank you to all of you with the Major League Baseball Players Association and the Major League I'm sure they're all Team owners for, yeah, they all are, absolutely. And if not, <laughs> tune your asses in. All right. I, I, I'm going to boycott the whole damn thing now that the National League is going to implement the designated hitter anyway. For, for, oh, all, really? of, for all of you with, the, with MLB listening, you're ruining the game. <laughs> the designated hitter ruins the game. All right. My dad will be uh, ecstatic about that rant. All right, Jen, take us home. <laughs> well, if thank you, you Mike. It is always great hanging out with you. It's been an absolute um, pleasure. Thanks again for the invite. Yeah. So for everybody listening or watching, if you want to find out more about Just the Tips, text TIPS, T-I-P-S, to 63566. You can find past episodes of the show, our weekly little tip. You can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. Um, and big things right now is we are in full swing of planning Social Media Day Denver, which will be Thursday, June 30th at Metro State University. Um I am finalizing speakers, so if you or anybody you know would be a badass speaker, please send them my way. Uh, early bird tickets will be going on sale probably next week, so really soon, yeah. Um, and then the Mile High Mastermind is September 16th and 17th, which sounds really far away, but it's going to be here before we know it. So um, that, and you can get a free hour of coaching and everything you could possibly want to know about just the tips, uh, text tips to 63566. That's yeah. it? That's that's, that's the spiel. That's all the news that's fit to print. Okay. For this week. Um, anyway. For this week. All right. Yeah. Well, Mike, I know it's not easy to carve out a half hour on a Monday morning, but thank you. We love not having you on the show, and I'm sure we'll uh, catch you at whatever round table we're doing next. Mike's already next committed. Month. Next Looking month. Looking forward April. to it. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, we, uh, we will certainly talk about Jackson some more then instead of anything relevant, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so for the rest of you, thank you for tuning in live or in syndication. 
and you can catch us here live every Monday. Well, almost every Monday. We had a horrible cancellation last week. Too bad, because a great guest we were really looking forward to having. And uh, Rex, if you're listening or watching, we'll get you back on the show soon, buddy. Um, other than that, yeah, we uh, stream live at 1030 on Mondays. And you can catch the podcast and syndication on Spotify and Apple. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>